This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our show today on this, I have to say it, Ahanu, beautiful San Diego morning. Although it is chilly, I think it's only been in the 60s. It's going to be in the 60s this week, which is cold for us, Ahanu. Well, speaking of temperatures, and our expected guest today is Russian, and I was just having a quick look at the temperatures in Moscow, and the temperature in Moscow is minus 12 degrees. Is that Fahrenheit? That's Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. Yep. And I know it's still, I think the East Coast is still getting blasted again, Ahano, so I don't know what's going on with the weather, but it certainly is very different these days. You don't know what to expect anywhere. Even here, believe it or not, even though I report beautiful uh, weather every time I'm on the radio, but still. But at least there is good news in terms of where we're at in the cycle of the equinoxes. And today is the first day of February. And where I come from, and in the Northern Hemisphere around the European area, this is the first day of spring. This is St. Bridget's Day, and that was a day when people actually celebrated because not only had we come through the cold, hard winter, but now the days were getting longer. The time to think about planting and preparing the soil was at hand, and the birds were chirping, and sp there was certainly a great feeling of spring in the air. Now, that's not so much the case here. I noticed that there seems to be a shift in the seasons in the United States, and spring doesn't start until, I don't know, is it March or April? But certainly for me, as soon as it comes, the 1st of February, I get this feeling that, oh, the dark days of winter are over. And they are dark in Ireland, I have to say. Those win winter days in Ireland are very dark. But we should have asked your sister yesterday when we were speaking to her if spring has sprung over in Ireland because I do remember the first time I was with you in Ireland for the spring. I was surprised how everything was sooner than over here in America. And it was it was quite a delight. But yes, the... Rush, the uh, the Irish winters are dark and long, Ahano. So, yes, I'm sure everybody over there is delighted to hear those birds chirping. Yes. And, of course, don't don't we have in the United States the faithful old groundhog? Doesn't he come out tomorrow, the 2nd of February, yeah? See if he sees his shadow or not. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think it looks too good for him this year. <laughs> Certainly not in some of those eastern states that are buried in snow at the moment, but who knows? I mean, you still get shadows in snow. The sun still shines, of course, as we know. Of course it does. Yes, and that groundhog, he's he's got a lot of burden. You know, a lot of people are relying on that groundhog. But I did wake up this morning, Ahano, because it was unusually chilly, thinking, oh, wouldn't it be nice now to be in an Irish tea room having a hot scone with fresh raspberry jam and whipped cream? Well, all you have to do, Angel Rose, is simply close your eyes 
and open your mind and heart to the most incredible source of energy, the divine energy of the universe. And that leads us perfectly and most beautifully into introduce our guest to you today, whose name is Master Vlad. Master Vlad, he has a system called Dientra, and we will be discussing about that. He's a master healer, and he is an adept in the use of pyramid energy and sacred geometry in healing. His system of healing is called Dientra. I'll spell it. It's D-I-E-N-T-R-A. And he'll talk about it and explain where that name comes from on the show today. But on his website, Dientra.com, he says, Simply close your eyes and open your mind and heart to the most incredible source of energy, the divine energy of the universe. This is what we witness when we look to the 1st of February and to that first day of spring, the marvelous energy of the universe. And you'll feel it with every cell in your body. You will feel the ultimate harmony and peace in your body, mind and soul. You will become indestructible, Master Vlad says. And welcome to a new dimension of being. Welcome to heaven of harmony. What beautiful words he uses to explain what it is that he does. I know. And we met Vlad. We should give our listeners a little bit of history. We met Vlad. Vlad Dorjinsky is his name. We met him about a month ago. Yeah, January 11th, the weekend we were in Santa Barbara doing the show Bridging Heaven to, Heaven to Earth. And we, Vlad had been on that show uh, at a prior time and he came to be in the audience. What a wonderful uh, being. What a wonderful man. He was just so gentle and peaceful. And what attracted us to Vlad, it was not only his wonderful energy, but also the fact that he had worked with the Tesla coil and um, he had a pyramid system that he created and a a type of a sphere that would hang above it that was made of all these different arcs. And he would use the Tesla coil to energize this arc and this pyramid. And he has this technology available today, and that's what he uses for healing. And we wanted to talk to him uh, all about that today. Are we having any luck, Ahano? Vladimir, have we got you, or are you buried in snow somewhere? No, we don't. Unfortunately, we don't have him, which is a pity, but let's talk about pyramids anyway, Angel Rose, because we have had our own experiences of pyramids. When we were living in North Carolina, there was a very good friend of ours who was experimenting with building these copper pyramids. And how we got particularly interested, we'd always been interested anyway in terms of the Egypt connection and what exactly the Great Pyramid was for and various other pyramids around the, the, the world, what exactly their purpose was. But this time he had made a small pyramid, perhaps about one foot high, and we brought it home and you had cut open an apple and placed the apple in the center of the pyramid. And even after several weeks, the apple hadn't browned. And I thought that was quite an amazing little experiment, a little little proof to show that something does go on inside the geometries of the pyramid. And we found that fascinating, so much so that we asked him to actually go out and make a big pyramid, one that we could actually sit under. 
and that was a beautiful experience. We erected it in the backyard, and Angel Rose, I remember I took several pictures of you sitting there, eyes closed, beautiful, peaceful meditation, as if you were in the ascendant, Angel Rose, out there sitting in the middle of that pyramid. Well, that was our wonderful friend, Bill Brooks, who made those for us. And yeah, we began to experiment with them. And I think even in our Sunday groups back in North Carolina, Bill had all these questions about pyramids in terms of if you made them at different degrees uh, of angles, what would be the result? And we did have a whole uh, group one night about exploring the different degrees and what they would do, which was quite fascinating. But yes, he made us these copper pyramids, and I, he made us a 45-degree one, a 30-degree one, a 52-degree one. Um, I don't know what else, but one that was really, really tall. I remember it's still in North Carolina, unfortunately. We do have to reclaim that when we can move all of our things. But... Yes, I was. There was one in particular that we had set up in the backyard because it was quite tall. And it was, when I would sit under there, it was the most beautiful uh, feeling. I was aware of golden light coming in through that pyramid or being surrounded by it. And I was in the most blissful, peaceful place. So you are right, Nahano. That was really, really incredible. So... Pyramids are interesting, and that apple, you know, it was kind of an accident because that was the day I was just eating an apple, and it, well, I ate half of it, and I decided I'd had enough, so I just inadvertently put it under that tiny pyramid, that 45-degree pyramid that was sitting on the table, the small one, and yes, two weeks later, it still had not browned. It was, it had gotten spongy, but it had not browned. There was no brown on it whatsoever, and I remember being amazed by that, and after that, we put all of our fruit under there that we bought uh, just to keep it fresher longer. And it was quite interesting. So there is a lot to experiment with uh, regards to pyramids. I just took the opportunity to have a quick look at what powers the pyramids have, Angel Rose. And they are alleged to have supernatural or paranormal properties. And the ancient Egyptian pyramids were objects that actually generated this kind of energy. And with that power, um, we're told that model pyramids are said to preserve foods, sharpen or maintain the sharpness of razor blades, improve health. And some people were so energized that they could not cope with the dynamo effects that they experienced, functioning as a thought form incubator, triggering sexual urges and causing other dramatic effects. Now, <laughs> what do you say to that? It's like it stimulates the Kundalini, Ahano. Absolutely. And that Kundalini subject is one that's very, very close to our heart, too, because we did a subject on Kundalini very recently in the group Akashic Records that we do on Sundays. People can actually get hold of the, the transcript, the recording of that, if they go to worldofempowerment.com. But the Kundalini is important in terms of what happens. That, that whole image of the snake effect as it rises up through the, the spine and it rises up through the body. And obviously those ancient Egyptians were very aware of that and how it triggered other experiences. And we're, we're reading here about those experiences being supernatural or paranormal. So there's a lot more to this than meets the eye and definitely needs to be explored. 
Well, I think that they knew how to tap into that free energy in the cosmos, which is what uh, our guest would have talked to us about today had he been able to make it. Looks like he's not able to make it today. But um, that is the basis of his pyramid and his uh, sphere that he has hanging above it, is that he is tapping into the universal energy. He calls it the divine energy that is all around us everywhere. And it just needs a way to be channeled. So if you had seen Vlad, for example, Vlad is uh, very young looking. I mean, he looks, I don't believe we saw a wrinkle on him, Mahana, when we met him. And he does sit under this pyramid. And not only that, he has the ability through his technology to energize the whole entire atmosphere and room. Uh, and he has made comments that his neighbors, when they come visit him, remark about how peaceful um, his home feels. And he said it's because he is bringing in a positive, positively charged energy from the universal field. And um, consequently, you know, things stay very positive. He said people immediately feel very relaxed when they sit under the pyramid uh, they have tingling, they've, you know, one little gentleman replied that it did something to his eyes, he felt some sort of stimulation in his eyes. So you are right in that this, this technology is actually something that is all around us. And it's just unfortunate, really, that there isn't more done about it, really, because um, certainly when we started learning about uh, Vladimir's products, uh, it certainly makes us want to contact him. He does. He is in California, uh, probably about an hour and a half away from us, and uh, or maybe two hours. And he does allow people to come to his home and try out his system to sit under it to see how they feel. And I think that's a trip we're going to have to make. Uh-huh. Yeah, and speaking about this, this suppression of this information apparently and as we've read and many people point out to us that scientific evidence is there that proves free energy dating back 25,000 years and more but we can understand why mainstream media and various other power interests would want to suppress that and keep it down and we all understand that and that's the game that we're in and that game, of course, plays itself out in many, many other ways besides just free energy. We find it all over the health system, genetically modified foods, all over our food production. Oh, it's everywhere. But anyway, let's not go into that side of it. Really, this type of alternative energy must come out. The power of that Tesla coil and the power of those pyramids really has to be it really has to be brought on mainstream. It's an absolutely wonderful thing. We witnessed it ourselves, as I said, even with the tiny experiment of the of the apple, but also we we've seen it in uh, the proof that we sat under these pyramids ourselves and actually felt it and witnessed the differences it, that it does make. So we've got to somehow allow this possibility to come out into the world that people will. Uh, it, that it will become available to people and that they will witness it and experience it themselves. I just had a realization. 
Okay. The realization that came to me is, you know, when people sit in a meditative posture, you know, they sit with their their legs uh, crossed and they put their hands mm -hmm. in the mudra position and rested on their knees. That is actually a pyramid position, I just realized. And it is true that probably when we're meditating, uh, we are tapping into that universal energy, which is why you get to this place of calmness. And isn't that similar to what you were doing with TM when you'd get to that place? Can you tell our listeners about that place? And would you say that that would be, you know, maybe they call it tapping into the void, but do you think that's actually tapping into the free energy supply? Yes, I do believe that is the case. I, I hadn't planned on going off on a track uh, talking about meditation, but it is all related. Of course, everything is all related. But you are right. In sitting in that meditative position, yes, uh, if you look at any picture of a yogi or any uh, person who's meditating, they do, they do take the shape of a pyramid. And it seems that roughly at the position of where the king's chamber may have been superimposed onto the body it's like that's where the core energy starts to come up that kundalini energy starts to rise and certainly in my experience practicing transcendental meditation there was an advanced technique that they called the siddhas s-i-d-h-a-s and the siddhas allowed one to actually become so energized that the body would lift off the ground and I've experienced this myself thousands of times, so I know it's not a hoax, I know it's not a joke. It's a very, very real phenomena. And it's a beautiful thing because the amount of relaxation and feeling of personal power is quite amazing in the after effects of it. But there's something interesting too about even what they called it. They called it the Siddha. And in the Irish word for fairy is Siddha. And in fact, there are several places in Ireland that are called Labanesida, which means the bed of the fairies. Now, that does make a very interesting connection for us. If you're connecting meditative power, supernormal powers, and you're talking about fairies and pyramids all in the one sentence, it really does connect the dots together, doesn't it, Angel Rose? Well, how do we connect it to Ohana? Because I can't imagine a fairy in a meditative position. So how do how do you make that connection? No, what I mean is called the same. No, what I mean is the power, the powers that are expressed through the Siddha techniques are obviously the same as what is expressed by the fairies in terms of interdimensional travel, uh, shrinking to the size of an atom, walking through walls, all of those abilities. Playing with your hair. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, now I get it. Yeah, that's very, very good. Yeah, so this, but, you know, like I say, I myself, when I meditate, I always lay down and I always have laid down. But there are people, most people, they do sit in that position. And even in yoga, of course, you're sitting in that position. But we are really making the body uh, a pyramid. And that's interesting because... It is the image that I was given, actually for the cover of the second book that I just finished, everybody, by the way. Uh, even though that's not the cover I ended up using, it is a picture that it will be inside the book. But it actually was a step pyramid 
with pink and white steps leading up to a sun on the top. And um, realizing that this is the position or the shape or of, of the ascent uh, of um, of ourselves into that God realization. So it really all does connect. And I think going back to Vlad really quickly, you know, he's created an external technology that uh, stimulates the same type of current. So that would be wonderful. And let's just give out his his website, Ahano, for those who might want to look up Vlad, even though he couldn't come on today. Yes, it's dientra.com, D-I-E-N-T-R-A.com, D-I-E-N-T-R-A. And it does stand for something like divine energy transmission or something like that. He, he would have explained exactly where he got that name from. Right. Yes, he would. Yeah. Now, I have to just read a very, very short little thing that I found on the web, Angel Rose, about pyramids, and it comes from a website called thehealersjournal.com, and it says radiocarbon dating proves that the Bosnian pyramid complex dates back at least 25,000 years and has been revealed by an international team of scientists discovered in 2005. The Bosnian pyramid of the sun, which houses the largest pyramid in the world, is now the most active archaeological site on the planet. The team's findings reveal an energy beam 13 feet in radius that transmits an unexplainable electromagnetic signal measuring 28 kilohertz coming from the center of the pyramid of the sun. And that phenomena has been independently confirmed by physicists and professors and anthropologists and sound engineers and electrical engineers from various countries. But the energy beam is theorized by one Dr. Osmanagic, as the reason the pyramids were built to provide ancient civilizations a powerful source of clean energy. Now, the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun is 30% larger than the largest pyramid at Giza, and recent excavation has uncovered an extensive prehistorical underground labyrinth system, further evidence that supports the power plant theory. I'm raising this simply because... Angel Rose often speaks of her experience where she was under the platform of the Great Pyramid at Giza and traveling through various tunnels. And then we have other people who are talk about the various tunnels that are under the earth, especially under pyramids. So there is some connection here. There is some reason for all of this to be coming up. There is an opportunity here for us to reach back in time bring it into the present moment and allow us to go forward with free energy and higher states of consciousness. Well, it's true. And I think that they, because of the what they understood about the cosmos and the solar system and energy, that we also have heard that a lot of the pyramids around the world or power spots, power spots are becoming activated again. <clears throat> which means that that, that same beam of uh, light that you're just speaking about with Bosnia seems to be happening in other places too. I do believe there was an underwater pyramid that was discovered, uh, I'm not really sure how long ago, but they had said that there was light beaming out of the top of that as well. So, you know, when we're talking about this and looking at this, what comes to my mind is... Who's turning them back on? You know, were they always on? 
uh, because certainly we really haven't heard of that being omitted from Giza. At least I haven't. Have you? No, but you will remember, Angel Rose, when we were in Ireland some years ago, we were at the great monument of Newgrange, and you were tapping into the Akashic records of Newgrange to find out what was going on, who built them, what their purpose was, and so on. And at that time, I also undertook to paint an image of Newgrange. And what I what I painted, now I'm talking about several good, several, yeah, it was a spiritual image, and I, this was several years ago. But out of the top of the monument at Newgrange was this w- wonderful beam of white light that stretched way into the cosmos and downward into the earth. And I p- painted that, and it's actually on my website at ahanu.com forward slash gallery. That's A-H-O-N-U dot com forward slash gallery. You can actually search for that. Search for Newgrange, N-E-W-G-R-A-N-G-E. Now, why that's coming around again full circle, I believe, is because when we speak to the likes of Vladimir and he talks about the Tesla coil at the top of the pyramid and that Tesla coil generates this free energy. And as we know, it's possible that the fossil fuel based energy system that we now rely on could all have been prevented if Nikola Tesla's work on free energy hadn't been suppressed and as we know it was suppressed due to its inability to be metered and monetized of course just follow the money it always comes back to money but as I said that's a whole other discussion but the fact is that he was aware and tapped into this free energy ability and it seems that that's what is coming out of the tops of these pyramids I saw it in Newgrange now that's not a pyramid of course but it is an ancient monument so they were aware of it but I could see it coming out the top of the pyramid. And then we read somewhere subsequently that energy does come from the tops of pyramids. And I don't know if they were talking specifically about the Great Pyramid at Giza, but certainly the Bosnian Pyramid, it appears to have been proven to have been coming from the top of that pyramid. So there's a lot of great work going on, and there's a lot of uh, proof, and now becoming scientific proof. But of course, the difficulty is to get it accepted in the mainstream, isn't it always? Yeah, it is time, though. It is time that um, we as a people, I really don't want to go down this track, so I won't. But it is time that we as a people uh, insisted on these higher forms of energy because um, they're clean, they're free, they don't pollute our environment. Uh, We don't have to be digging into the earth for them. Anyway, so like I say, don't get me started. I'll get quite animated about that. But Newgrange... Uh, is a power place for sure in Ireland, but it's spherical. And this is the difference, you know, with the pyramids. They have that angles, you know, they're an angular system. But with uh, with Newgrange, it is uh, definitely a sphere. Beautiful place. But now you think of the different, and you are right that that energy was coming out of the um, top part of Newgrange, so you do what we're really looking at is a power system that it was actually developed all over the planet at those time periods because they all seem to link together. Not only do all the structures link together, but there, uh, that underground tunnel system, uh, I, I believe, probably extends throughout the whole Earth, not just uh, you know what I experienced. But I should tell people what I experienced with that, Ahano, because... 
it was quite it, only because it relates to um, changing dimensions and changing. Um, well, it does actually relate to interdimensional travel, and more and more I realized that that's what was happening to me. And uh, so I'll tell people the story. Okay, it was back when I was in my probably forties, I would say early 40s. I had to think back, you know, Hano, as the years progress. Uh, <laughs> She's losing it, folks. <laughs> yeah, really, you know, 20 years ago, if I can be so honest. Anyway, I had the dream this night. And this, and before that, I have to tell everyone, I was not doing any kind of healing work at all, nor had I really thought about it. So anyway, here's this night, I'm having this dream where these two female beings come to me. They're both identical. They're both tall. Uh, they both had long uh, golden hair that seemed to be alive. They, I wasn't aware of, um, you know, feet on them. It looked like they had a form, but they looked like they were both in uh, kind of robes, colored robes, ethereal more than anything. Anyway, they gave me this chalice. Now it was, I call it a chalice, but it was really a bowl, kind of like a golden bowl. And it had liquid in it that was orange and yellow. And they told me to drink it. So in the dream, I, I drank it. And then instantly I was in what I call an underground silver train. Now, liquid silver train, I should say, because I was traveling at in at hyperspeed. It, I was it was so fast. This train was going so fast, but it was going through all these underground tunnels under the earth. And what was interesting about it is it would take a turn at a right angle, and whenever it did in the dream, I would black out momentarily, just lost consciousness. And then as it when it came around that angle, I'd come back and think to myself, now, how did this train, which was supposed to be a solid object, turn at a 90 degree angle with such speed? Anyway, um, what they did was it took me underneath the platform of the Great Pyramid. And this was, once again, many years back. And I got out of this train and I was on, I was underneath the Great Pyramid on a flat plane of dirt and I look around and I'm aware of uh, a whole city under there, an entire city, which wasn't, you know, I wasn't aware of any people or anything. I was just aware that there was a city under there and a whole network of tunnels. And they told me to wait there and I waited. And then all of a sudden I was in another place. I was in a crystal city Beautiful crystal buildings everywhere, and that was when they said that I was part of the Rainbow Bridge and that I was going to be a healer in that city, actually. And I remember just saying to them, do you really think I can do that? And they smiled and they disappeared and I woke up. When I woke up, my hands were on fire, burning, and I had a friend who was a Reiki master, she called me that day and she told me she was guided to attune me to all the levels of Reiki for free. 
And so I did that. And then consequently, uh, my fourth dimensional sight turned on and I ended up doing psychic surgery for 12 years. That was my career. But I mention this because uh, the more I reflect on it and the more I know, I now know, by the way, that when you shift certain angles, if you shift a 90 degree angle, you are in a whole entirely new harmonic universe. And uh, think of the fact that we're in a particular harmonic universe here in 3D. And then we shift and go to um, higher, higher levels of different harmonic universes. And when you shift a 45 degree angle, you're shifting dimensions. So there's a difference there. 45 degrees has to do with a dimensional shift. 90 degrees has to do with a harmonic universe shift. So effectually, they were taking me to a different harmonic universe. Now, where is that located? I would have no idea. But why I'm mentioning it in our conversation about pyramids today is because it does show you that there was a technology there to travel through hyperspace. And I was traveling through a tunnel system at hyperspace speeds, which felt like it was under the earth. Uh, and, and we do know now that there are tunnels under the earth, but they had the ability to shift dimensions and shift harmonic universes with their technology. So it's important because it does lead us to, um, you know, I look back even with the golden liquid they gave me and that could have um, really activated my own Kundalini. In fact, I, I think back on it and I'm pretty sure that's really what happened is they gave me a Kundalini activation but here's the thing, that kundalini activation um, caused my own biology to suddenly be able to travel through hyperspace um, at quite, you know, I mean, rapid speeds, obviously, it was instant, and then suddenly be in a whole entirely other place, uh, you know, all in, you know, the span of what, how long do we dream, you know, 10 minutes in a dream, but it was... It was an actual experience. So there's a lot to this, a lot that we really don't understand that is connected to how incredibly powerful our kundalini is and the the powers that are assigned to it that we just don't even think about. We are so used to externalizing our focus. Everything is, we measure everything against an appearance in our outer world. And really, we should be focusing inside because we don't know ourselves at all. We have no idea of the potential of our human biology even and what, what was placed there for us so that we could achieve uh, God realization. That's my, that's my lecture for today, Hanu, and my ministerial self. <laughs> yeah, when you get on a roll, Angel Rose, when you get on the soapbox, just like myself, it's hard to stop. Now, I want to just pop back a, a little because when we spoke earlier about the physical pyramid structures, you know, what I always found interesting was that they they can't be replicated or duplicated today by modern science and machinery. And I find that really amazing. And yet, at the same time, 
in all of our educational systems were brought up and led to believe, and I'll put that in inverted commas, led to believe that these were primitive peoples, that these were ignorant people. But it, it can't be possible. It just defies logic. They must have known far more about the universe than we ever do today. But aside from that, though, what is happening, I notice, and it's a wonderful thing, is that there are hundreds and thousands of new thought leaders that are emerging now from various scientific disciplines, including the likes of archaeologists and geophysicists and chemical engineers and electrical engineers and mathematicians, all beginning to gather scientific evidence to show that these ancient so-called primitive peoples were in fact amazingly elaborate and genius and were very very enlightened in their approach to the earth and where we had come from so if we could tap into that ancient knowledge and I'm not suggesting necessarily going back because there's an issue there too about going back to the past instead of being very very present in everything we do but what I mean is in remembering if we can tap into that memory of how we constructed these things, what their purpose was, and then bring that technology forward for the benefit of everybody. Well, that definitely has to happen, Ahana. And I think the trouble some people do have with being able to accept that these ancient civilizations were a lot more intelligent than us is, uh, you know, people can't handle the fact sometimes that we have digressed and as a human race, and we really have, you know, as advanced as technology is becoming now, I mean, it's, we've been at this place before in history. It's, it's not even like the technology advancements that we see are new. I mean, the ancients had those as well. And each cycle seems that every civilization gets to this point of advanced technology. And then they're, you know, they either destroy themselves or they, you know, they misuse it somehow. And certainly that's a potential danger for the technology today. But I think um, most importantly is that we have really forgotten how we work. And I think that's the sadness. You know, the technology is really only an external representation of a potential. But to for, for people to realize that they have that potential within them. I mean, you really do actually physically have divinity inside of you. And I think that we, you know, we don't make time to explore that. We're, and this is the reason we've become very insecure uh, as a race, because we have learned to uh, externalize everything. And so this is the big reversal that I see is going on is okay we've gone too far on the other leg of the the pendulum you know where everything's outside but really um, to get ourselves back we need to go internal and that internal ability I do have to say you know when it's activated and when you do take the time to explore those inner places in yourself you become immune to the outer world. In in other words, all of these things that we hear about every day, really the diabolical um, 
things that the power elite has done and is continuing to do and the suppression of rights and the, you know, arresting people because they're holistic and, you know, all this other nonsense that's going on out there. Um, you'd be immune to that if you were internal, because if you think about the fact that your body uh, has has the mechanisms inside it to become a vehicle. And, you know, we go back to Ezekiel's vision, you know, way back in the Bible, and people have surmised that he was really in his Merkaba vehicle. Some people think he was in a UFO. Other people say that he was in his own uh, sacred geometry Merkaba vehicle of light around himself, uh, which we are going to do. By the way, we will do a topic on the Merkaba for people who um, really need to know about that. And I actually need to know more about it because it is a sacred geometry that is in our design. It's in our uh, makeup as humans, this six-pointed star uh, vehicle that rotates and spins and um, takes us into light. That is a real thing when activated. So that's another topic, but I just want to, I'm trying to really get the point home that, you know, we go around the universe and, and the world thinking we're so powerless against all of this onslaught of stuff that's happening out there. And we become fearful. And now there's uh, rumors of some big event coming that's uh, got everybody a little worried. And nobody seems to be able to find out what the event is, just that some event is coming. And, and of course, you know, when we talk to Source, Source basically says, don't go there. You know, don't go there. Just keep going within, keep going within. Uh, so I'm just trying to get the point that we really have... Uh, unlimited potential inside of us. And when we think that we spend 99.9% of our energy measuring ourselves against uh, how we're received in the world or what we're doing in the world, if we're going to make money in the world and all of that, when you have this, uh, you know, you've got this technology built in you that uh, takes you to other dimensions and planes of existence and right into the free energy coming full circle that we were talking about at the beginning today. Yes, and Angel Rose, when you spoke about the Merkaba, isn't that like one pyramid on top of another? Isn't, doesn't it look like one pyramid pointing upwards and underneath it, the other pyramid pointing downwards? So you, yeah, so you do have this power of the pyramids. Now I'm going to refer back to Vladimir's website here, uh, dientra.com, D-I-E-N-T-R-A.com, where he talks about pyramid power. And let me run through, read through this because I find this really amazing and it does an absolutely wonderful job of summarizing all about the pyramids. And it starts off with, pyramid is the most stable structure which receives the highest cosmic energy in this planet Earth. The pyramid forms at an angle 52 degrees and 51 minutes, and because of this angle, it receives the highest cosmic energy. The pyramid can be constructed with any material, 
and the materials make no difference in the receiving of the cosmic energy. Now, I know that to be true because I remember as a child making a pyramid out of cardboard and sharpening those razor blades, those old-style Gillette razor blades, inside the little cardboard pyramid. The pyramid has to be aligned to perfect cardinal directions, north, south, east and west. And we know that to be true from the Bosnian pyramid, which is aligned exactly with those cardinal directions. The cosmic energy gets accumulated at one third of the height from the base of the pyramid. And this place is known as the king's chamber. Now, there you go. Didn't I just mention that a short while ago when we likened the shape of the pyramid with the meditative pose and where the king's chamber is located in terms of the human body. That's really interesting. Cosmic energy will be the maximum in the king's chamber and it spreads then throughout the pyramid. Now here's the thing. A crystal... Where, wait, where, where does he say that the king's chamber would be located? It's, it's, it's about one-third of the height from the base of the pyramid. If you look at oh, a, okay. yeah, you'll see the geometry of a pyramid if you look at it, and it's about one-third of the way up. Now, a crystal fixed at the apex of the pyramid multiplies and distributes the cosmic energy throughout the pyramid. The no-thought state, or nirmala city, is attained three times faster if one meditates inside the pyramid. There you go. Now, I hadn't read this before, and it's on the entrance. Uh, site d-i-e-n-t-r-a dot com Vladimir has obviously discovered this and has well documented it on his website and is using it actually to benefit his clients but there you go we spoke about that earlier how it enhances the meditative state inside the pyramid the pyramid can be used for communication with higher frequencies meditation in the pyramid helps in healing and for all meditation experiences the cosmic energy exists everywhere in the cosmos. It is the bond between the galaxies, the planets, humans, and molecules. It is the space between each and everything. It is the bond which keeps the whole cosmos in order. Now, he further goes on to explain that this cosmic energy is essential to maintain the order of our life and to expand our consciousness the cosmic energy is the base for all our actions and our functions and we receive some of this cosmic energy in deep sleep and in total silence we are using this energy for our day-to-day -day activities of our mind like seeing speaking hearing thinking and all actions of our body this limited energy gained through sleep is not sufficient for these activities. This is why we feel exhausted, tired and tense. This leads to mental and physical stress and all kinds of illnesses. The only way to overcome this is to get more and more cosmic energy. Cosmic energy is essential to maintain the order of our lives, to lead a healthy and happy life, to totally involve ourselves in all situations that we're in, to obtain knowledge and finally for the expansion of our consciousness and abundant cosmic energy is obtained only through meditation. That is absolutely beautiful, succinct summary of pyramid power. Yes, it is.
definitely. It's wonderful, wonderful. I can't wait to try that, Hannah. We're going to have to call him up and see if we can take a trip down. Yes, we will. We will. All right. Where do you want to go from here now, Hannah, with our pyramid energy? I think, I think that we do have to make our announcements, Angel Rose, and we will draw to a close very shortly. Remember, and I want Angel Rose to speak very briefly about this, she is doing a private, one-off training, teaching people how to read the Akashic Records on the 22nd and the 23rd of February. And it really needs to be talked about, Angel Rose, because it's a really, really exciting opportunity for people to learn to tap into that cosmic energy that you can read so easily and so freely. So tell us about that training program you're doing in San Diego. All right. It will be a weekend course on reading the Akashic Records, and it will be in beautiful San Diego. So those of you who are tired of hearing me announce how beautiful San Diego is every single week, I am inviting you to give yourself a vacation. Come down here for the weekend in a beautiful climate and learn to read the records. It's It will be... Um, Kind of intense, but also very enjoyable because you will learn all about the Akashic field, but you will also learn how to get into it, how to look at your own records, your own time stream of your past lifetimes, of the different things your soul has learned uh, throughout your history, your personal history. You will learn... Um, what your karma is, and we will be doing exercises to unravel your karma or forgive it, let's say. Uh, so in a sense, getting into your records will help you go through your own life review uh, now instead of after you die. You will understand your relationships with other people, who they are to you, who they have been to you, so there'll be healing involved in the weekend. There will be, um, on a lot of levels, actually, not just seeing your soul's history, but understanding how people in your life repeat or how they come back each lifetime and enter your life for particular reasons. And you'll understand who you are to others as well. Now, this can be hugely valuable because we're, we aren't just speaking about uh, personal relationships in terms of romantic ones, but we're talking about friendships, we're talking about enemies, we're talking about uh, career associates, um, you know, soul groups that come back together for spiritual reasons. We're talking about who your children are to you. Um, you can even look at people who, who have crossed over. So we will be exploring a lot of things this weekend. And, you know, I I have certain people signed up already. There's still uh, plenty of room. And I am delayed on the actual physical spot that we're going to hold it only because I am, it is my intention to find a place that is um, very close to the, the water, the beach, the ocean. Uh, and is also a, you know, c 
conducive to the sacredness of what the weekend will cover. So if you're interested in that, please do register now. Um, I am preparing, you know, I need to know how many booklets to make and everything else. So if you are interested, go to worldofempowerment.com and there's a place, uh, that, a link there that you could click on for more information and to register. So I hope you'll join me and give yourself a huge treat. Super. Okay, let's run through a very quick summary of what we've covered today. We talked about pyramid power and we talked about healing with those pyramids and we touched on the suppression of the Tesla free energy discoveries. We talked about the Tesla coil and its relationship to the pyramids. We went on into harmonic universes and dimensional shifts. Angel Rose's experience with the technology and her traveling at hyperspeeds. How we don't know our own biology. The divine potential that's inside us. We spoke a little about the Merkaba that's in our human design and our unlimited potential. It brings us to the end of our program today, but just to point out that that we do have a free group Akashic Records online this coming Sunday. It's 10 a.m. Pacific time. You will find out more information about that at worldofempowerment.com. Worldofempowerment.com is all one word. And the transcripts from these sessions are turned into e-books on Amazon Kindle. If you were to search on Amazon for Angel Rose or Ahanu, let me spell those out, A-I-N-G-E-A-L, Angel Rose or Ahanu, A-H-O-N-U. The Eight Steps to Freedom is at 8stepstofreedom.com. That is all hyphenated with the number 8. And Angel Rose's book, A Time of Change, at timeofchange.info and her new book can be pre-ordered at thenatureofreality.info My own book, The Reincarnation of Columbus is about ready for launch, folks. Get your copy, get pre-order it at thereincarnationofcolumbus.com You can get uh, pre-order it right there. And uh, if you want to sign up generally for our information, just go to either angelrose.com or worldofempowerment.com. Now, next week, we have Heather Wolf, who's a breast cancer survivor. She's been on with us before. Absolutely fascinating discussion. And she wants to come back and speak some more on health next week. So if you'd like to come on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business or sponsor an episode or the full series, do contact us at worldofempowerment.com or angelrose at angelrose.com. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, that brings us to the end of our show today. So until next Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, we send you our love, our blessings, and thank you for listening to myself, Ahanu, and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. And as we say in Ireland, Slán agus Benacht de Liv Galair. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.